Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam. Adam, how are you? Oh, I'm doing excellent, Dave. Uh, thank you for asking. How you doing? I'm, I'm, fan- I'm good as always, man. Steady as she goes for me. We're in the 31st century and we are just loving life. And Adam, I want to say first off, uh, firstly, a welcome to all our new Legionnaires on the Legion Outpost page and also all our stalwarts who have been commenting like crazy over these costumes that you've been putting up on the on the Legion Outpost page. Uh, I mean, I normally will put up an occasional picture of Superboy or Crypto, um, but your your <laughs> stuff's just been going gangbusters. What's going on, Adam? You want to you want to take listeners through it? Yeah, well, uh, thank you for anybody new that followed the page for that, and hope you um, are checking out the show. Uh, yeah, I was posting up all the different costumes for each of the Legionnaires. Um, and kind of just giving my thoughts on the costumes. But uh, I was using uh, some reference pages created by Travis Ellisor over at Legion of Superheroes Visual Reference. Right. Um, going forward, I might not actually post the pictures, though, just because, what? you know, I want people to follow him. You got a cease and desist uh, letter from this guy or what? What's going <laughs> no, on? No, 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 no. Nothing <laughs> like that. I just, you know, I, I feel kind of bad because it is his hard work. And, sure. Um, you well, know, he, he can always, you should invite him on Legion Now Post. Get, get this guy on. I should. Yeah, maybe I you should, could draw a yeah. picture of me with crypto, something like that. <laughs> is he drawing the pictures himself, or what's no, he doing? no, 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 oh. no? Yeah. He's compiling them. He's like an archivist. Yeah, he just kind of yeah. takes different shots, and he's really good at it. Where he like tries to, um, you know, maybe get a shot of them from behind or whatever, because he he'll send those to artists when he commissions artwork, right? So oh. then they know how to draw them from all the different angles. Wow, this guy's a super fan. Yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. that level. Of, that's just so much more commitment than I would ever have. Like I'm not going. Yeah, do I mean, like I like that. a fun project, but <laughs> I don't think that would be one that I would. Partially because I'm not good at like. Um, I wouldn't even know how to do it. High res or whatever. I wouldn't even know how to do it. Like what you've got to source them off the internet, and you've got to somehow get it some onto your email, and then send it to this person to do a commission. I'm too cheap for commissions. I've said this many times. Uh, you know, like. If I was really rich, yeah, I'd like a picture of, it's not really a comic book character, but me sitting on a throne of skulls. Draw that. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. sort of, I'd commission kind of like Napoleon-style pictures, paintings of myself and hang them around the house. <laughs> That's what I'd I do. I mean, hey, you could have it done. I, I do get why you say that about the commissions, because, I mean, you could spend $100 to get an artist to draw something, and you have the one piece, mm. or you buy a $100 hardcover, and you have reading material for... You know, yeah, that's what, that's what I do. But so we're I all do. we're all different now. Um, I did want to mention uh, a couple of. I know you'll probably have some news. Not really news, but on the main show, um, Signal of Doom, which you sure be listening to tonight. We're doing Superman. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Which I had purposely saved to for the show. Okay, so I I, I know. Full well that it's very highly regarded, blah, blah, blah. I bought the hardcover a couple of years ago, and I, I read it last night. Amazing, I will say that. Um, Did you finish it already? Yeah, I read it in one sitting. It's only two issues, you know. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And I do want to mention, though, great Legion cameo. Yeah, the Legion coming in to be with Superman uh, at, his, at his death or departure. But they also give cool. him a clue for how to beat it. 
Yeah, yeah, with the Phantom Zone. Um, yeah, the projector. And I also liked you had the Legion of Supervillains there um, yes. coming in because they think that they're destined to win, but Superman becomes a little unhinged there, yeah. <laughs> and they all retreat. Yeah, they, um, ma- they massive. They're like, they're like, screw this, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also notable is um, they kill off Pete Ross and yes. Jimmy Olsen and Lana Lang, and all three of those guys mm. were like honorary or reserve legionnaires. So And the bravest of them all as well, Crypto, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, uh, Crypto, poor Crypto. Le- Legion of Super Pets, I'm literally saluting as I talk about it. Streaky gets <laughs> a mention as well. Doesn't get an appearance, but he gets a mention, Streaky. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, now, did you like uh, Mr. Mixius Pitlet? Yeah, I, I to be honest, didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like, uh, I loved that as a kid. Super creepy, you know, the idea that he's spent a millennium being, you know, kind of mischievous, and now yes. he's like, ah, I'm going to be an evil for a millennium. I've got a question though. So, you know how everything was amped up, like, it, like even Bizarro was going nuts, like way more than he normally would, and all that. Was that all Mr. Mix Pizlik sort of making everyone a bit more crazy? Yeah, I think that's what we're supposed to think. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense because I was like, wow, Bizarro's really gone off the chain. And, and yeah. like, Toy Man and Prankster? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always love that. And then when people don't, um, people will say, we'll talk about the best rogues galleries or whatever. Sure. And for me, my mind always goes to that issue of Superman because he gets all the different rogues in there. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's got all the different great villains, I think, in there. Oh, yeah, he's definitely... Superman's definitely got a, a rogues gallery, I think, rivaled only by Batman in DC. I can't think of anyone else who even goes close. I mean, I'm sure there's some um, people, you know. People really like the Flash's villains, but, yeah, I oh, would say those come three Come on, me. man. Like, Flash's villains, like... No, so take a backseat, Flash, where you belong. You, know you what haven't I mean? read the Jeff John stuff, man. Oh, so man. You know, but I've read, I've read decades of Batman and Superman that puts it in the shade, so I'm not too worried about what old Jeffy Johns is pulling out, like, late yeah, in the piece. That's good stuff, dude. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But you know what's also good? Batman. And you know, you know what's even, you know, not as good, but it's still pretty good Superman. Like, these guys are running the show. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Flash is in the back where he belongs. He's fine. He can be ah, in the car. You know? <laughs> there was a while there, man, when he yeah. was pretty popular. I felt like he sure. was like the third pillar. What what universe? Was this an Earth 27 or something? Like... No, no. I feel like he... Uh, I mean, I think the Flash has more going for him, and this is going to be a hot take. Yeah. Uh, more than like Wonder Woman. Personally. Oh, wow. There we go. Sexist. <laughs> I'm just saying, they've never treated her like no, she's no, really no, no, I agree. prestige. She's there, you know, in the Trinity, but really only because they say so sometimes. She is very iconic, but in terms of her sort of, she's weird. Like, she's iconic, and I'm sure, like, she's massive for the marketing-wise and everything. But in terms of her supporting cast and her rogues, no, Flash beats her there comfortably, I would think, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, she's got a few good ones, too, but yeah. She's got a um, few. Dr. I, I did want to say, Dave, you're coming through a little uh, pixelated or something. I don't know if there's something that we need to do or, you know, if no, it'll you, just go away. You, you're coming through absolutely perfect, crystal clear. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure, because you're um, do, do just you a little computer sounding. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe that's just my voice. No, I'm... I'm yeah. I'm I'm coming through, uh, I think fine. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, interesting. You sound better now too. Okay. Yeah. Good. So. Interesting discussion. Um, and you know, don't forget uh, check out Flashbacks, our uh, Signal spin-off show. 
you know. <laughs> I constantly I constantly tear the flash apart and then I remember we have a spin off show. Yeah, he does, he does. <laughs> and uh, I and I'm a huge flash guy. Like I think I Flash uh is right up there with Batman, Superman, <laughs> Green Lantern. Those are the big four. He's up there with Green Lantern. He's not up there with Batman and Superman. You've got to understand Batman and Superman are on their own fucking mountain, dude, at the top. Flash and Green I mean, Lantern. You know, sure, yeah. like in pop culture, yes, they are up yes. there higher. Thanks. But in terms of uh, the treatment of the character and how good their post-crisis runs were, I feel like Flash is right up there and Green Lantern. Uh, you can think that. Um, now... Yeah, you can think <laughs> not and then never actually read any of the comics, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> now, what was I going to say? You've distracted me. Oh, yeah, so uh, you shot a little uh, barb, actually, which I only noticed last night about Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I'd, I'd seen this thing on Legion Outpost that you put up about Crisis, but I have to admit I hadn't read it. And then I read it, and I was like, Dave famously, read crazily, dislikes Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I was like, who's writing this? I was like, <laughs> did I write this in a... F-? And then I realised, oh, this is Adam operating, you know, solo. And yeah. um, it made me laugh. But From like, the shadows. Yeah, but man, got to be honest, I read Crisis. Good idea. I've got no problems with the idea, but like, man, chapter after chapter, I was flipping <laughs> pages by the end. Like, every yeah, man Yeah, I always dog. say that Crisis is not, because I know your schedule sometimes, and I, I'm not criticizing you for this, but I know that you got a, a show to put out every week, so That's you got to read that book in a week, and you're reading other things. Yeah. And... I just don't think that's the best way to read it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, but like, I tell you something that really, and this is a point of debate, and I, and I'm easy, I'll bring in the Legion Outpost fans on this. One thing that really, I mean, look, it's fine. Like, I, I like the idea of it. I'm glad I own it in hardcover and everything. But one thing that really pissed me off in Christ and Infinite Earths is how Batman is just so minor and like almost off panel. Like, I'm like, where's Batman in this bullshit? And, yeah, and fuck Batman. No, no, not fuck Batman. Batman was <laughs> massive in in like '86, and Marv and not as massive as he was in '89, though, right? You yeah, know. I wasn't happy about it, man. And, and, well, and they I'm, probably you know, understood that there's not a lot Batman can do in this kind of situation, you know? Dude, he could do all sorts of shit. You don't know what he could do. Like, I, I think, I mean, if they had a shark that they needed, you know, repellent for, maybe they could have. Man, sent Batman he, they could have given him some something to do. Like, he's massively <laughs> relegated. And I think it hurts the book because Batman fans like me are going, man, it's a crisis. Where's Batman? And then yeah. it's, you finally get to him and it's like, wow, Batman's really kind of defanged in this book. Marv Wolfman, uh, not, not your best day, you know? No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, you. if you're going to do a celebration, like, Batman's one of your top characters that he probably could have had a little more to do. No shit. Um, and, and but like, I think the real... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, I'm just agreeing with myself, really. Like... You know, he was massive in World's Finest. He was massive in Batman. He was massive in Batman Brave and the Bold. Like, he was a plank Outside. of their publishing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is bizarre when you think of it that way. Yeah, he really didn't do much. Hardly Does he anything. die, even? I think he might die. No, that's Zero Hour. They kill him in Zero Hour. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he dies, but he just doesn't do much. Now, um... I did want to throw a quick barb at you, though, um, yes. that I think is outrageous that you <laughs> can tear apart Crisis, but then you love what? the toy commercial that is Secret Wars. I do love Secret Wars. It's a lot better. It's a, it's a toy commercial. It's like, a lot it's an better. Action figure. It's a you lot more fun. throw a bunch fun. of action figures in a bin, and that's what it's like. It's a lot more fucking fun. Secret Wars, the Marvel event. Oh, I love, I love Secret Wars so much. Secret Wars. I like the new one. 
Yeah, the new one was okay, but no, I like the classic, man. The classic Secret Wars from the eighties, like Mike Zek, Jim Shooter. I'd take I'd take that over Christ and Infinite any day. I just threw it in my mouth. <laughs> I tell you what would be good. That if they would do a DC versus Marvel on Battleworld. That'd be cool. You know, like they did yeah. DC versus Marvel event on Battleworld. And, 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 and that would be awesome. They should do one of those again. Like, they should do another DC versus Marvel, I think. Oh, yeah, man. I'd kill for it. Um, you know, would you? Literally? I, JLA Avengers, you know, I don't love the story, but I still love it for yeah. what it is. Like, to me, I guess, I know you like DC versus Marvel, but uh, for me, I guess JLA Avengers, even though it's not, like, a favorite story, sure. there is a bit more of a story beyond just oh, yeah. teaming them up to fight, you know? No, no, JLA Avengers, I, I bought in singles when it came out in those prestige format. Like, you know, it was good. I, I, I prefer DC vs. Marvel because it's more fun. Mm-hmm. But JLA Avengers is, is a good book, um, for sure. Yeah. I love any of the team-ups. I just like the novelty of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. We're going to do Very one nice. on um, signals soon, Spider-Man vs. Superman. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. We're... You know what? I hear really terrible things about the original. I'd recommend the second one they did, but okay. I know you'll do your own thing. But just saying. What's the second one? I didn't they did. They did two bat or they did two Superman, Spider Man ones. Oh, okay, I will. And the first one's supposed to be pretty terrible, and the second one's a lot better. Okay, well I'll check it out. I I, I don't even know which which one I've got. But um, sure. okay. Turning to, is there any Legion news? Um, yeah, I was just gonna say uh, there's a couple hardcovers coming out uh, yeah. in the next month. There's Before the Darkness Volume Two. Yes. And also the hardcover reprint of the Wedding Tabloid. So I've got both pre-ordered, and I've been telling you I've been stocking up on all these hardcovers and trade paperbacks. Good. I had like 20 books coming in the last couple weeks, so I think I have everything almost. Um, Hardcover and trade paperback. Wise. You've caught you've caught the bug off me. You've just realized you've seen the light. I was like, I should have this on my bookshelf so yeah, I can, man. you know, look at it. Well, that, that's the and, and once you get it, you get it. You know, like fuck, fuck having to hunt around for floppy issues and all this bullshit. Like, um, just get the hardcover, put it on your shelf, and just say, yeah, I'm a player. I'm in town. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've got today, not really Legion related at all. But I've got Savage Sword of Conan's arriving, and I got um, this art book of Spider-Man called From Amazing to Spectacular. This guy who did it's been on um, Word Balloon and promoting it, and um, yeah. and I and I just picked it up. So they're both arriving today. So looking forward cool. to that. Yeah. yeah, keep that Savage Sword of Conan uh, collection coming along. You know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you've got your Conan collection is like. My Legion collection, I guess, uh, in the sense that pretty extensive. Yes. You have a pretty extensive Legion collection too, though, don't you? You have pretty much all the hardcovers. I do. Um, I'm not missing a lot. I'm not missing a lot. I've got the Silver Age omnibuses. I've got the Superboy and the Legion, the, those two hardcovers, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Before the Darkness Volume One, and I will definitely get Before the Darkness Volume Two. I mean, when I get into something that I enjoy, I, I like to collect it. You know. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I love that Legion from that era. Basically, I think it's cool. Yeah, um, the original stuff. All right, now turn uh, into something that, and, and I'd be fascinated to get the reader and listener opinions on this. We did uh, Bendis. Bendis is back in town. Uh, what was it called? Just League versus Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Uh, well, first, just a bit of news on the oh. Bendis thing is he's doing the TV show. I don't think we mentioned that. 
don't, I don't know. think that was news whenever we did our last episode, but HBO yeah, Max is writing show. a new yeah HBO Max adult animated show based on his run. Um, so yeah, I mean that, you know it's cool they've got a show, but like yeah. his run, we've done twelve issues. I'm like, what happened? That was even slightly interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, my thing is. Uh, if he's doing a show, he's obviously going to do pull for more than just those twelve issues. So Please. hopefully, he brings in a lot of the influence of stuff that you know you're. He he can't rely on Legion fans knowing the characterization from previous runs, right? right? He has to introduce these characters for TV audiences that have no idea who the Legion is. Yeah. So hopefully, he pulls from other things, and he has a good team of writers, and we can have a good show. But yeah, anyway. I, I'm not. Uh, look, I'm excited they've got a show, but I just wish Bendis wasn't the one doing it, you know? Oh, uh, me too. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. Um, but, yeah, let's see. We'll see. It probably won't even come to fruition. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, he's got that Naomi out it as well, which I watched the first issue uh, episode of, which wasn't actually too bad. Uh, it was okay. Oh, <laughs> really? Because you were like... Uh, <laughs> You know, I didn't think you were going to like it at all. So. I didn't really like it, but on a, I have to view it as if I'm just a viewer who doesn't know who Naomi is, who doesn't have any yeah. hatred of Bendis's modern stuff. I just watched it. Like, it's not... It, look, I've seen far worse shows, put it that way. It's a lot better I'll than... I'll be honest with you, man. I know you really dislike her, but for me, I more feel sorry for her than I do... I know she's not real, but... <laughs> yeah, I more feel sorry for her than hate her because, like, she could be a cool character, but... Just the person that's writing her and created her is yeah, not yeah. my favorite. Well, put it this way, I um, have episode two to watch. I thought I'd give it a couple of shows. It was interesting <laughs> enough. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Like, yeah. uh, I think I gave it. I think I gave it five point five out of ten. Um, and oh, okay. thinking of the target market, it could be argued to a six. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so take us through this. Just because I want to go on record. I hate this issue, Justice League versus <laughs> Legion. I actually think it's so poor, and the Justice League is so poorly characterized that it made me question the Bendis product I have on my shelf. And I and I, and I was asking myself, was he ever really that good? You know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, I've never thought he was that awesome. Like I liked his Avengers run about it. But anyway... Uh, yeah, uh, this issue, it's a six-issue series uh, written by Brian Bendis, art by Scott Godlewski. I thought Scott did a pretty good job on art. Um, it probably is a step down from, like, Ryan Sook, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I think he did a, a capable job. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's it's called the Gold Lantern Saga, which, for one thing, just really annoys me because he has 30, uh, you know, Legionnaires, uh, and we're focusing on the Gold Lantern, who... I don't care about. I know that he was a big deal. Like um, people were speculating on his first appearance. I would have rather just done a Gold Lantern miniseries, so it didn't have to be with the Legion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, Gold Lantern sucks as a character. Is, is basically <laughs> all, all I was gonna say. Did Bendis create him? Yeah, he created for this. You know, he in the Legion run we did. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically the Legion are fighting some threat and then one of the triplicate girls disappears. Um, and then the she ends up in the present day with the Justice League, who I don't really like Black Adam or Hippolyta Wonder Woman being in the Justice League. I do like seeing Green, Lan- Green Arrow and Black Canary there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically she ends up there and then from that point, 
Superman, which is John Kent, comes to the Legion and he says, "Hey, I think you found your third triplicate girl." And then all the the entire Legion goes to the past to visit the Justice League, mm. and they have like you know the meeting each other dialogue. Which sounds cool. Like the idea of that. This is the thing with Bendis. Like that's a cool idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I've read the Lightning Saga where the Legion and the JSA and the Justice League all meet, and it's way better. Done a lot more interestingly, right? Wow, it's it's done. This reads like filler. Something you would. Some this is like something you would read in the dentist's office back in the eighties, and just (laughs) forget about instantly. Uh, Whereas Jeff Johns' Lightning Saga was dramatic. It felt like it mattered. This doesn't feel like it matters at all. You know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is Basically, what happens is Triplicate Girl disappears. The Justice League finds her. The Legion finds out, and they go to the Justice League. And then the Legion and the Justice League all disappear. And that's all that happens. Yeah. Like, we don't know who's behind it. We know it has something to do with the Gold Lantern, apparently. We know it has something to do with the Great Darkness that's coming. But, like, this first issue, we really don't find out anything. We just had the Legion meet the JLA. And that's it. Like, I hated it. it. I hate the double page I'm looking at where everyone's standing around and then he just dialogues all the little balloons. Um, I hated when uh, Black Adam said, never stop being in awe of being awesome. My <laughs> God, I couldn't believe Black Adam actually said that. Uh, like, I was like, that should be Billy Baston, not even fucking Captain Marvel. Uh, I hated when someone, I forget who, said... Uh, there's a darkness coming. Let's hope it's not too great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was well, awful. the line that I really hated is this first page with Gold Lantern. Um, he says... Uh, hold on. He says, Why do you think you were chosen for the Gold Lantern? For the Gold Lanterns? And the Gold Lantern says, That's a question for the elders of Oa. And someone says, You are worthy. And he says, According to them, on some levels, yes. It's three sentences. On, according to the according to them, on some levels, yes, it's an honor I cherish entirely. Yeah. Like it just makes me want to throw up. Like yeah, I, I hate Bendis. that kind of sushi yeah. talk that he does. Yeah, that's Bendis though, and Bendis talks like that in he he's just very sort of like ah uh, I don't even know how the word to describe it. Wishy washy is a word I would yeah. probably use. Like he's just very sort of like uh, non committal. Uh, you know, like his stories don't matter. Um, I'm deleting it off my iPad already because it makes me too mad. I, I'm giving it. I get this. I'm giving it zero out of ten. I think it's. Oh, a, wow. I think it's bad. appalling. I think it's. I, I thought this was appalling. Uh, and having suffered through twelve issues of his fucking mediocre run, this is actually even worse. Far worse, I would say. Yeah, it is worse. Um, I think, and uh. I'm going to give it higher than you. I'd probably give it like a 5.5 or 6, mostly on the merits of the art. Sure, the artwork Um, is good. Yeah, there's nothing really in the story that I'm, you know, fond of. So, yeah, on that, it's pretty much a zero. Um, I am interested to see how it leads into the Great Darkness. I'm interested to see what they do with the Gold Lantern to see if we finally get some kind of development for a Legionnaire. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, sure yeah, I, I also know that they're teasing the Great Darkness thing like in other books, so I'm wondering if that's even going to be a Legion thing this time around, or if it's going to be a line-wide event. And if it is a line-wide event, like will the Legion actually be important within it or not? 
It, it would make like sense if it was, like, considering how DC do things, you know, it would yeah. make sense for it to be a line-wide event. Um, yeah, like, they're trying to scale it up from the original, where the original was just a Legion story. Now it's, like, across the board, I guess. The problem with doing it, not problem, but, like, the thing, if you do it a line-wide event, so it's in the, you know, present time, even if you bring the Legionnaires back, um, they become fairly minor players, kind of thing. That's, yeah, my point. Mm-hmm. They and kind the, of get lost in You the know, mix. they have their own book going along. You... Yeah, if you recall Final oh. Night, an event I really like, I'm pretty confident there was at least a couple of Legionnaires in the present during Final Night. Well, right, because Final Night um, is basically the Legion story. Like, they took the Death of Pharaoh Lad story. The Sun Eater, and they yeah? Took, yeah, the Sun Eater. That was a Legion story. So it's kind of the same thing where they took a Legion story, brought it to the 20th century, and made it a line-wide event, you know? And am I right in saying there was a couple of Legionnaires in the present time? In, in yeah, Final I mean, Pharaoh Lad, Saturn Girl, you know, there's a lot of Legionnaires in that story, and they were, um, you know, I think it was pretty important in their own book as well, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, look, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know what else we can say about Bendis other than his run's <laughs> been very poor. Naomi was boring. Black Adam was terrible. Um, he, he doesn't get... You know my problem? He doesn't get the characters. He, he he Vague approximations is the best he can do. You really feel like he's just phoning it in, you know? Um, I don't my know. My thing is that it's all either, like, an attempt to do, like, snappy pattern, you know, dialogue. Yeah. Or it's, like, everyone being in awe of each other. And yeah. I'm like, I don't need to hear about how much in all yeah. every character is in every other character. Like, it's yeah. so stupid. It's it's self-reflected glory. It's pathetic. Um, yeah. Let's move on to something. That's but actually... I will say, going forward, we probably won't <clears throat> be really reviewing it. I mean, yeah. I might give my thoughts on it. I don't even know if I'll be able to get Dave to read it, which I don't care at all. Well, um, I mean, I'll yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a trooper. I can get through an issue for Legion and Outpost. Like, it's not that hard. But, um... <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, we're not going to do in-depth review. Fuck that. Um, yeah. For sure. And fuck Bendis as well. You know, like, um, <laughs> he's please go to Dark Horse Bendis. Just please go. Take all your toys with you and just do whatever shit you want to do there and I can just totally ignore you for the rest of your career. That would be perfect. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, seriously. Like, like it's, you know, they're always like, oh, you know, I want to have the freedom to do whatever I want. Please, uh, Go do it at Dark Horse, and you can, and your your fans that just buy whatever you do can go there. But get off DC because you've you've been terrible at DC, awful. You know, I can't think of yeah. I mean, I like some of the Superman stuff, but then in hindsight, it was like didn't really amount to much. And I also think it was largely part because Yvonne Reese was doing the like artwork of his career sure. with Bendis, but it just wasn't a good story. Yeah. Uh, now I'll tell you what is a good story. This Mark Wade run, and also the the Teen Titans Legion, which you told me to read, and I'm so glad I did. And you know what? I think I actually bought this back in the day, I because I remember the yeah. Cover. You've said that yeah yeah because I was you must have Teen been Titans. reading like the Dan Abnett stuff and then carried right into the Mark Wade stuff. I no, guess. I did, I did, and I was also reading Teen Titans by Jeff Johns. I was collecting that, so I think I oh I, okay, I, so that's why yeah. Well, it's both. I was collecting both, and so I think I just bought the the crossover. Um, because oh, it, cool. it rung a bell, uh, I completely forgotten it. It's so funny with comics you read like twenty years ago, like this, like uh, you, you read once, and then you're reading it again, and you're like, man, I I feel like I remember this. Um, 
this was actually a really cool issue. And it basically all the different alternate versions of the Fatal Five are teaming up, yeah, against Titans and um, Legion. Yeah, um, yeah, the 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 Fatal Five one. He used his axe to get into all the other dimensions and uh, make five hundred of them. Right? Yeah, it's cool. The Fatal Five Hundred. It was cool. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love the artwork. Like this is storytelling. Like this is so much better. Than anything Bendis has ever done in his life, and um, <laughs> and and like I, I'm flicking through it now. It's action packed. They're dealing with so many different characters. Man, I'm looking at a picture here. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was uh, Cyborg. No, but it's who is it? Tharok, who's kind of like the Cyborg half man. Half, yeah, yeah, and he's getting absolutely totaled here. Like his eyeball. You know what was really out. cool too was um, at the time. Connor Kent, Superboy, was a member of the Teen Titans, and he was yes. also a member of the Legion. Yep. And this story is kind of about him having to choose between them, or, yeah. you know, that's what we think he has to do. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. And you see uh, Impulse team up with the... Is it the twins? Or It's his his cousin. They're right. each the, the, the children of the two twins. I notice she's got, like, an, a metal knee. Has it, her knee been injured, or is that knee pads? I think it's just knee pads. Yeah, yeah, th- that was cool. Uh, so, would you say it's the his cousin, and she's a member of the Tornado Twins? Is that right? No. So the Tornado Twins were their parents. Oh, so right. Each Tornado Twin had a kid, and that's them. Ah, oh, I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I mean, what have you got to say about this issue? I-, I will say this, and then I forget. So basically, what happens is all the people from the Dan Emnet stuff kind of get trapped in like limbo. And uh, basically, reality shifts, and then you go into the Mark Wade era. Is that right? Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't read this whole comic because I was really just pointing it out to you because of those last eight pages where they have the the prelude yeah. that's actually collected in the trade for the three boot stuff. But um, if I had one complaint about mm. this issue, it's that uh, I don't know what the circumstances were behind Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning leaving the Legion. Mm. But it would have been nice to maybe see them be able to give them their, um, you know, their going away. Sure. Because uh, I think they did a really excellent job with the team. And um, here, you know, they're just kind of put into limbo and we don't yeah. see them again until uh, Legion of Three Worlds. Uh, Legion of Three Worlds, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember they turned up there. And I'd completely forgotten that. And I, I think I'd even forgotten that it was actually like a proper reboot. I, in my mind, Wade just took it over and just sort of like, you know, Mark wade fight it. But, yeah, it literally, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. As a storyteller, I kind of uh, applaud the the decision. They're just like, screw it. Because they weren't the original Legion anyway, were they? The ones that go to Limbo. Yeah, right. That was the reboot. And so then what gets introduced at the end is the three boot. So it's the third version. Gotcha, which is the Mark Wade one. I see. Yeah. Well, I think it's a really excellent issue, and I think it sets up the the Mark Wade run really well. Uh, and and it was a pleasure to read again, man, because I obviously hadn't read it. Probably I read it once, you know, twenty years ago, kind of thing. You know. Oh yeah, well I'm glad you liked it, man. Um, I yeah, these last pages, uh, Barry Kitson does a lot of the art. Mm-hmm. for the Mark Wade three boot. And I think he just is a really excellent artist and, you know, he makes everything look more futuristic, I guess. And, uh, I really like his, touch. It's like, it seems like very modern. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I like that. 
you know, he's he's got a nice style. Um, he, you know, interesting. And I and looking at the first issue of the Mark Wade Barry Kitson run, that cover is very iconic with Brainiac on the cover. Yeah, yeah, that's even the the cover of the trade. Yeah, it's yeah, a great one. Was, I remember because I I very much remember. And how long did Mark Wade stay on the title? About twenty issues or so. Uh, um, you know what, Adam? I'm just going to call you back because we're just getting a few interruptions in line. So just hold on, okay? Okay. Thanks. Okay, you there? Yeah, you hear me better? Yeah, I do. I do hear you better. Cool. All right, so I'll do a one, two, three. Yeah, so how many issues did you say Mark Wade stays on? Uh, he does about 30, yeah. 30, okay, yeah. And is this the one where Jim Shooter comes on right at the end? Yeah, so uh, Mark Wade did 30, and then Tony Bedard did six issues, which were actually really good too. Mm. And then, yeah, Jim Shooter comes on and does the last 14, yeah. and they're pretty crap. I, I bought the entire run. I, I reckon I bought the entire run, because I remember sticking with it, sticking with it, and then just going, yeah, this is just awful. Like, and it was, <laughs> it was really disappointing because I think it started so well. I wonder why Wade left. Yeah. I wonder if it was sales or what was it, because he seemed to be having um, a great time. Well, I've heard rumors that um, it had to do with partially with what was going on with Jeff Johns, because I think it was only like eight or ten issues into this run where Jeff Johns and Brad Meltzer brought the Legion, the original Legion back in uh, oh, Lightning Saga. Right. So that was happening happening like concurrently. So yeah. I think he was a little miffed with that and you know, I think he had some other issues with the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, he seemed to have a lot of issues with the year. and that was kind of almost the end of Mark Wade at DC for many years, wasn't it? Yeah, I think this and uh he came back for the Flash for a little while, but I think those are probably the last couple things he really did. Mm, I mean, frankly, even though I enjoy this, I far prefer the original Legion, you know? Um uh, to me, yeah, I mean, I get you, but uh, for me, this is a really good thing. If you were had like a fifteen-year-old nephew, yeah, hand him this trade. I think it's a really good introduction to the concept and totally characters. Great. And and when I was and look what this... he does in six issues compared yeah. to what Bendis did in twelve. I know. Like, no, I agree. Oh, it's very. I know high. these it's characters so much better. It's very high. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I read this, and I was no Legion expert. But I got into it hardcore. You know what I mean? Like I really uh, no, I no, I, I don't want to denigrate it. I think this is a really. Oh, and I didn't good, take it that way. I just, it, it's yeah. a really good introduction to Legion as a concept. It's well told storytelling. I mean, these six issues, uh, we'll go through them. But I I think they're great reading and reading them again. Uh, I read them over the last week. I haven't read them since twenty years ago. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, I forgot how good this was. You know. Um, yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time with it because over the time, I feel like you've taken a little shots at Mark Wade here and there. And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if he remembers it very well. You know, Dave, he gets, he gets a little, his memory gets a little foggy. He gets a yeah. little cranky. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> I, I don't mind taking a shot. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take a shot. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, I know you do. I, I'll take the open shot. No, no, no. Mark Wade, uh, when he's at his best, I, I think he's, he's one of the best comic book writers uh, at times. Now, I had a few questions. So it's it kicks off. Um, I kind of like the thing where it says heroes choose to fight for justice, for honor, and it's got pictures of like Robin Hood, uh, for glory and for faith, yeah. and um, and the Spartans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, the Spartans, the first one. Once upon a time, history was made on a battlefield. And then it's got, for survival, and in time, it's kind of... Do you reckon that's Sergeant Rock? Um, yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, and then and then you've got, like, uh, Plastic Man uh, and Superman and all that. It's pretty cool stuff. Like, um, and... Yeah, because the whole thing here is they're kind of inspired by heroes. And, in fact, even, like, they have DC Comics within yeah. the comic book. Yeah, right. I know, I know. Which, which I, at times I think is cool. Other times I think is lame. Here I think it's cool. You know. Well, and this it's actually a bigger thing with this because we find out later that these guys aren't on our regular Batman's Earth, right? Like he's on. They're on Earth Prime. They're in our world, really. Right. I see. Okay. That's what Earth Prime is, right? Like where Superboy Prime comes from. I thought you were going to say, we find out they're really just in a comic book themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, but, uh, and they put the book down, and then we have the reader, and he turns around and looks at us, and he goes, you're in a comic book too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And it goes really... Quite a twist. goes very, very Grant Morrison-esque. Um, yeah. yeah no, that. it's there is a futuristic feel, and it's kind of almost like a... It's a nice mixture. It's very 2000 AD like, actually. The 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 buildings and stuff, how they look. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And you've got the science police. The science police and the Legion have a complicated history, don't they? Yeah, well, here they kind of live in a world where um, things have changed. Like technology has made society like different. Yeah. And the Legion are more like wanting to be more like us, you know, yes. in our time where, uh, you know, people actually talk and socialize, and that's kind of created a lot of drama for them. Yeah, I know, and it's... And, like, I will say this about Mark Waite. He beats you over the head with this concept in six issues, and, and I was getting a little <laughs> tired of it, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, it's the storytelling choice. Uh, the good thing is, even though that's their story, the Legionnaires, to me, are recognisable. Even though it's a reboot and all this other shit, I knew who people were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you mean like based on their characterizations or their costume design? Costume design and characterizations like Colossal Boy was Colossal Boy, Sun Boy was Sun Boy. You know, I just felt like I knew who people were. It wasn't like radically different. Like I feel it's better than Bendis' reimagining, you know? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, Yeah, some things I did like too... Like, they are recognizable and they are the same, but they're also, like, little tweaks here and there. Like, um, Colossal Boy, for instance, rather than just being a boy that encountered a asteroid or whatever, mm. he's actually from a race of giants that they shrink down to normal human size. Like, there's little tweaks like that. Uh, there's also Triplicate Girl, where she's not just from a planet of everyone can be three people. It's She woke up on this planet and she didn't know what was going on, and found out she could duplicate herself over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, little sci-fi twists like that. Yeah, so on her planet, you know, when she comes back from, you know, when she says she went back to the planet and people wouldn't merge with her, on that planet, can they all merge into one person? Or what is, what's the story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, I, that yeah. they kind of get into that where she woke up there and she didn't know why she was there alone, right? And then discovered she had the ability to duplicate. Um, but her leaving and joining the Legion just made her seem so foreign to them that they didn't really accept her back in. Right, yeah, that, and that was what they were saying, yeah. It was pretty damn cool. 
I like the use of the dimensional doors or, you know, the transporting through the sort of the doors. I think that looks really cool. I'm looking at a, on page 19, I'm looking at a, they sort of go to a war zone and I, yeah, that works excellent. And it's cool to me um, also that these guys are like soldiers, right? Like they're not just superheroes. They're, you know, protecting these kids. Um, and okay. also, another thing was that uh, anybody who wants to be a legionnaire is technically a legionnaire in this. Yes. So there's like a bunch of non-powered legionnaires that just hang out outside the... Yeah, that's right. And, and they sort of staying outside there because the science police is constantly on the legion's case as well. Exactly, yeah, like they're constantly trying to get rid of them, but uh, them being out there is what keeps them from coming in and tearing down the headquarters. You know, that's, that, was, that, was, that was a nice touch. Like, there's a lot of nice touches in this. Like, and I was like, yeah, pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot, lot better than I remembered it being. Karate Kid gets some great moments to shine. Um, I want to say that about Karate Kid. Uh, yeah, Karate Kid and Dream Girl, I think, really shines. Yeah, I, I Dream Girl. Well, I, I don't think she gets enough. There was that funny part where they're talking about it, and Brainiac saying, "And this proves again how uh, Dream Girl, um, her predictions are so random and you know uh, wrong." She's like, "I'm right here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. I liked how she kind of forgot sometimes where she was, right, or if she yeah. had said something. Just because of the nature of her powers. Well, she, she says, where, where he's like, this is the image we've got. And she's like, where did you get that from? It seems familiar. He goes, it's from your dreams. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, and I, I, I also didn't know if part of that was because of the nature of the villain's power where he can make people yeah. forget. You yeah. Know? I, was, I thought that villain was pretty interesting. You know what? I totally agree. And I think those little backups that he was doing are sometimes some of the best stuff. Like, I really like that one with, um, what's the name of the character? Is it Phantom Girl? And she slipped between the realities. Um, yeah, that was pretty interesting. That yeah. was great. And Karate Kid's, like, talking to her, but she's talking to a boyfriend or ex-boyfriend back in her other dimension. And then, um, it was Phantom Girl, am I right? Yeah. yeah, Phantom Girl. Um, and but then I really like that one with Brainiac, where he's trying to remember who the, who the guy is, and then the guy comes up and he's got that power that he can delete himself from everything, and he can't be caught by you know uh, tracing technology and stuff. Yeah, something just really like scary and also powerful about that power, even though it's relatively simple. Um, yeah, like and, you could see yeah. someone really making a, a difference with that power. Yes, and I remember reading it at the time, and I loved that twist. Like I remember thinking that was one of the best twists, um, and I I just thought it was it was so interesting. Like I was like, man, what an interesting power! And I mean, look at us now. Uh, we're so subservient to technology and tracking and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine where they'll be in the 30th or 31st century. Like, that is a massive power to have in sort of a Big Brother's always watching kind of state. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, he kind of reminded me of, like, the Maxwell Lord type villain. Where, sure. Uh, yeah, he, he was very powerful, even though all he could do is tell you to do something and you would have to do it. Yep. Um, we have Cosmic Boy kind of, like, uh, kind of pissed off. I know he's one of your favorites, isn't he? And he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of fairly angry in this one. Yeah, um, I'm not sure which one you're on, but I kind of liked how he was coming to blows with 
Well, for one thing, he was coming to blows with Brainiac because Brainiac kept trying to like undermine him. Yes. But he was also kind of more responsible than everyone else, where he actually yeah. knew like he was dealing with the science police and the United Planets, and he had to make people happy. He had to choose whether or not they would get involved with this incident or that incident yeah. um, to avoid a like a you know conflict. And you know what? Because of that, and that I read this so early on into discovering Legion, I always think of Cosmic Boy like that. That's how I always th- this depiction of Cosmic Boy really stuck with me in in my head. Um, mm-hmm. The kind of sensible one. Saturn Girl doesn't get a ton to do yeah. here. Saturn Girl's kind of like I know she gets some work to do, but not tons. Yeah, not a lot so uh, far, but she definitely gets more as the Something I think he's good at is not, like, making sure every Legionnaire is in every panel rather yeah. than just saying, like, okay, Saturn Girl, you're going to get some time in issue five and issue seven. Um, I like her little cape, though, and I like uh, there's a little twist where she doesn't talk, right? Because she yeah. is, only ever is telepathic. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, who is the guy? Um, I'm looking at. Uh, Issue one, page twenty-eight. It's a black guy with sort of like, uh, is it Starboy with sort of stars on his blue uniform and a white cape? Is is that who is that? Yeah, that's Starboy. Uh, and there's some kind of fun with him where he kept like having issues where he would have explosions or have, be around bombs and not um, defuse them properly. Right. Was kind of fun. And what's his power? He can make things super heavy. I see, right. And, okay, right. Um, I noticed in, in one of the clubhouse scenes they've actually got spinner racks for their comics when I was looking through before. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. no. It's, um, it's, it's, and it's, then it's, some of them are, like, particularly big uh, experts. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I'm up, actually, on issue three. I don't know yeah. if there's anything else you wanted to cover, but I actually like this issue about... Um, Triplicate Girl, where she goes on three different dates with three different Legionnaires. But it's great. Yeah. turns out to be a plot from Cosmic Boy where he's looking for information. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fantastic. And but, but, like, what I like about it is they really do the, the date thing well. And then it's funny when they all turn up, all, all the different guys turn up, and, they, and then they're like, I don't understand boys at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was a great way to spotlight the three boys that she's on a date with, yeah. you spotlight triplicate girl. Like you're learning a lot about these characters. Um, if you just slow down and do some development, Mr. Bendis. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think. And it was a fun story. Like it was a fun concept, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you a get, lot more fun than them, like flying around chasing after whatever they were chasing after in that Bendis series. So this is, the, I, I've always, because the, the thing with us is we're always bouncing in and out of Legion and, and sometimes Triplicate Girl's Triplicate Girl, other times she's Damsel, Joe Damsel. So she can, mm-hmm. if she wants, go to one person. She she can do that. She just prefers to be three. Is that right? Um, I don't know that she prefers to be three. I think oh. sometimes maybe she does. Right, but 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 what my point is, if if she wants to be, she can just be one person, uh, like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. Because I always thought that she was always th- I th- for some reason I thought she was always three, but then one of her got killed and she was always two. But I'm watching this one, and yeah, she can just blend in, merge into one, like whenever she wants. Oh yeah yeah so yeah that's the whole thing is she can she can combine anytime she wants. Uh, it's just sometimes she loses one body, yeah, and then she's duplicate. Uh, or I guess it would be Duo Damsel. Yeah. And then sometimes she loses both bodies and she's just one person. Wow. 
Yeah, okay. But in this one, she's she's back to three, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I like her design yep. as well. I, I really like the design of the character here. That uh, The artist has a fantastic job here, frankly. The art the artwork's excellent. Yeah, yeah Barry Kitson. Uh, I think he does some really great designs for the most part. There's a few where I'm kind of scratching my head, but um, I think pretty much all the girls look pretty good. Yeah. Um, you might remember Barry Kitson from JLA Year One, which was also yes. Mark Wade. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. And uh, he also did, there's a Flash and Green Lantern, Brave and the Bold that they did together. Uh, right, um, okay. Anything Wade and Kitson is worth a grab. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So then we're going to issue four, which um, it looks like it's no longer Barry Kitson looking at this. Um, now, who is baking the cookies here? Wh- whose parents are these two people in issue four? Yeah, so that was a lot of fun, is that for the most part, the Legion are like, uh, the parents don't agree with what they're doing. But in the case of Sunboy's parents, like know everything about all the different Legionnaires yeah. and are super supportive. So which I thought that was pretty fun. And he, he, he kind of embarrassed by it. Like it would be kind of thing, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, even though he's fortunate that he doesn't have to fight with his parents all the time, but it's a little embarrassing for him. Yeah. No, it was, it was funny. Um, and then the, and then you basically have the science police raid in because the science police really have a thing about the Legion. Um, well, yeah, and then especially when they found out that Invisible Kid joined, right? And yeah. Invisible Kid's dad is like a police chief. So that led to some conflict there. And I like the storyline of how he injected the serum into himself, the Invisible Kid. That was cool. Right, yeah, it was cool. Um, I always like that he's one of the smarter Legionnaires. Um but yeah, and then he gives the. I think he pretends to give the serum over. Yeah. Uh, but really, what he's doing is being able to like hack the science police computers. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, and Cosmic Boy was kind of really pissed off at him, massively pissed off at him. And then he's kind of like, okay, well, you've bought yourself another day with this, you know, move. Yeah, I mean, I get why he's mad. Um, yeah. I like his Cosmic Boy design too. I think blue and black is a good look for him. Oh, I think Cosmic Boy look, it looks excellent. I mean, so much better than the Mankini yeah. that we recall from the 70s. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he he does look good. I, I always think of this depiction of Cosmic Boy. Like, it's because I guess it's, cause it's what I was reading when I got into Legion. Um, no, excellent stuff. Um, and then at the end, the Invisible Kid goes to to them, uh, to those to those parents. To Sunboy's parents, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to Sunboy's parents. And then we have, I, I really like the way uh, Phantom Girl's costume is kind of the 70s uh, riff. You know, she's kind of got like the flared, you know, pants and everything. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, her 70s costume was pretty popular. So they're trying to keep as many elements in there as they can. But yeah, I like it a lot too. Yeah, and I really like the artwork. I think it's Dave Gibbons on artwork. Um, yeah, yeah, and he does a fantastic job. Um, it was really an interesting story. This one, actually, um, again, it was one I really remembered. Um, it, you know, I think it was an excellent, excellent little light pager. And again, it's one of those little neat twists that he does with the Legionnaires. Like instead of her just being, you know, a phantom girl, mm. she actually exists in both places at once. Sometimes, right? Like yeah. they said, when she's using her power, she's. Uh, yeah, she can be seen in both places, which leads to some embarrassing things, like where she's making out with her boyfriend uh, on funny. the One Earth, and he can see her. Yeah, that was funny. The, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Weird. 
But yeah, I felt bad for Karate Kid because he was like trying to confess his love for her, and yeah. she was actually having a conversation with her boyfriend the whole time. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, and they're, and they're kind of drifting apart as well. So it was kind of like um, one of those one of those weird situations. Um, then we come to issue five, which was very much kind of like an upscale because uh, they're basically going. Can you explain actually what was happening on this Rim World? Because I was a bit confused. Yeah, so Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl are there, and I think what it was that the kids there were inspired by the Legion to rebel. Right. Um, you know, maybe for kids' rights or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's where they discover Timberwolf is also there, was sent there by Brainiac 5. Um, and then that's where they encounter the, uh, I think they're called the Terror, uh, some Terror or something. But yeah. anyway. They, terraformers uh, or something like that. Going... Terraformers or something similar to that. Yeah, that's it. Terraformers or something. But um, yeah, basically they're there to crush the resistance, right? Mm. They work for the villain that we get later, the uh, the guy that makes people forget things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I think what he said was that he wants to incite war uh, just for profit, essentially, right? Right. And but what confused me was it seemed to be that they were around a campfire, but then were they talking in flashback? Uh, you know, like oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with the brain, uh, bizarros. Yes. So I was yeah, I was so a bit was confused. An adventure. I liked that Timberwolf was there, and he was kind of a totally different Timberwolf to design. He was way more of just like a sort of like uh, almost like a lone wolf secret agent kind of thing. For him, you know, was kind of he was a lone wolf legionnaire. Um, Sorry, go, like go, go again. What, what, what did you say then? Go again from where you were starting off about Timberwolf. I'll give you a one, two, three. One, two, okay. three. Yeah, I was just saying um, that he's kind of the lone wolf legionnaire, like where they encountered him in the Silver Age. He didn't join until. Oh man, like, I'm, I'm having real problems. Adam, I'm going to oh, call okay. you back because we're having the problems again. Just hold on, okay? Thanks. Okay, you there? Can you hear me, Adam? Yes, sir. Man, you yeah. Unfortunately, it, it it's really like um, for some reason the connection's just sort of really gone downhill. Um, just trying to think what we can do. Just talk for a little bit. Uh, can you hear me, Dave? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can. Test, test, uh, Yeah, you're a little bit crackly, but we'll, we'll go again. Go, you there? Oh, we lost you. Okay, you there? Yeah, I tried turning off some other wires in the house. I don't know if that'll help. Yeah, we, test, test, test. Yeah, you're okay. All right, so just go go ahead from t- just explain Timberwolf. Yeah, I'll give you a one, two, three. One, two, three. So the version of Timberwolf, the version where he was. Unfortunately, man, you you were do, you were doing it again. So um, 
it's so weird. Timberwolf just seems to almost be breaking up our fucking <laughs> signal. Um, try again. One, two, three. Yeah, so uh, Timberwolf is kind of hearkening back to the Silver Age version where he was the lone wolf legionnaire, um, kind of like the more uh, separate bad boy type. Mm. So that's which I like. For here. Which I which I like, and I think it's a cool design. It's a completely different design. Like he's in a black kind of cloak and everything like it's it, he's completely different to how he's in the in the sort of bronze age yeah he's got uh kind of just the outline of a logo which looks pretty cool yeah yeah no i, I thought it was cool i really like this storyline because this of this issue because it's kids who are taking a stand and are inspired by the legion but then there's the cost of what it's going to cost them, which is their lives, you know? Yeah, like there's real stakes here. Like, uh, the one guy that's leading the the villains, he grabs one of the kids at random and just kind of squashes them to death in front of everybody to scare them. I've got a question, though, and this is where my own reading comprehension was low. If mm-hmm. the Legion's there and have come through those portals, why can't they just portal all the kids out? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I know they say later, like, sometimes they can't always... I don't know if they covered it earlier in the issue whenever Lightning Lad was talking to Cosmic Boy. Um, So I didn't really pick up on it. But I know sometimes it's hard for them to get through with the portals. Right, okay. Because, yeah, I was kind of like, what's the the, the delay? Like, can't can't they just portal these kids out? Um, Yeah, good point. Yeah, who knows? You know, question marks abound, basically. Mm -hmm. Um... But it's an important point. Like, you know, it's not a minor point because they're trapped. And, like, how did the Legion get there? And the Legion are talking like they're worried about the kids. But I'm like, if they're going to kill everyone, they're going to kill you as well. Um, They do say the evac transports will take too long. So maybe the Legion were trapped there as well. Um, Yeah, something like that. Okay. I thought it was a particularly good issue, um, and I thought it was a bit of a change in pace of the sort of lighter issues before it. Like, it, it kind of darkened up the action. Yeah, it darkened up the action. It also kind of progressed the plot, right? Yeah. Like, we've had a lot of getting to know the Legion, but now it's this is the threat that they're facing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I dug it. But yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, and then as well, I've got another point here. So when I was looking at the Terraformers, for a moment I thought that they were the Legion of Supervillains. You know, like this... this I, I They're not, but that's what I thought for a second. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, that might have been kind of cool to do, actually, just because, you know, it's a concept we're familiar with. Do they show but up yeah, in Wade's Run? Yeah, we seem to kind of stay away from... Hmm? Do they show up in Wade's Run? Uh, I don't think they really do. There's a team later on that is led by Lightning Lord, which maybe you could say is the Legion of Supervillains, but right. he kind of stays away from doing a lot of, like, familiar foes. Like, I don't even think the Fatal Five really show up, except in the Batman Brave and the Bold series where they show up. Right, okay. Um, yeah, fantastic issue. And then we go to issue six, which I loved, because Princess Projecture is massive in this issue. And yeah um, she's their financier right yeah and then she loses her world completely which i'd forgotten about um yeah uh, that was pretty interesting you know the dad keeps calling her and yeah you know wanting to check on her and she doesn't really have time for him right she's no. got the lesion there yeah 
Uh, and there's this really great line she says. Um, she's like, Daddy, the leader of the Legion of Superheroes is here to talk with me. He needs me. I might finally get to do something important, which kind of really shows her where even though she's a spoiled brat, she's also kind of like, yeah, doesn't seem like she really has a purpose, you know? So I think she thinks the Legion is her way to... Oh, yeah, definitely. She, she, she like, beneath all the sort of, like, spoiltness, she actually wants to take part and achieve something, and, you know, that was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, and uh, it was also cool, uh, Ultra Boy's having trouble with his powers and Karate Kid's trying to help him. Love it. Love that fight scene between the two of them and they're on the Opera House. Uh, shout out to Sydney, Australia, where we're recording Yeah, from. I thought you might like that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, I always like an Australian reference in, the, in these um, in these comics. And uh, yeah, no, it was cool. And it was great to see Karate Kid really putting up a fight against against such a powerful you know character. Yeah, for sure, because he's, you know, a lot smarter fighter than Ultra Boy. Yeah, and it was funny, though, when Ultra Boy's, like, calling out his moves, and then he, he, he like, did a psych and didn't actually change powers. Yeah, that was cool. He, yeah. Actually, yeah, he, actually, got a, he actually got a shot in on, on Karate Kid, but then Karate Kid just, like, disrupts the snow, um, and then, you know, you see you see this in the opera house. That's pretty cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was very very impressed, and great artwork again. Um, what about now? Tell me this: Is it Chameleon Boy who's changing into John Stewart, and is it is that Adam Strange, or Cap? He says Captain, uh, Captain Comet. Comet. Right? Oh, I, that's not Adam Strange. I thought it was Adam Strange. Yeah, Captain um, Comet. You might. I don't know if you're not familiar with Captain Comet, but you might remember him. He's the hero that's introduced at the very end of the Golden Age. Oh. He's the one that's supposed to kind of signify signify the beginning of the Silver Age. Right, I'm not familiar with him because I wasn't around in 1958 or whatever. But um, you've read the Golden Age, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the actual comic, the Golden Age. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, I thought you meant the Golden Age of comics. I was like, well, I'm supposed <laughs> to be there at the fucking passing of the baton. Yeah, don't you remember? Haven't you read all those Golden Age comics? <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, in the Golden Age of the story by James Robinson, oh, I see he's the character at the end that signifies the beginning of the Silver Age. Right, uh, right, and then I think he's also in the New Frontier a little bit. Right. Wow, he really—he's a real ring in, though, isn't he? Like, yeah, he doesn't show up a whole lot. I, I think he's kind of cool, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I like the one where it, where he says, "How about this guy?" He says, "Argonarchs, the Star Killer, JLA one eight three, but that doesn't count. He's from twenty eleven, which yeah, okay. was before, which was after this comic, yeah, because this comic came out before twenty eleven. Exactly, and yeah. we actually never got JLA one eighty three because the book was cancelled before. Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> just you know, DC just fucked it up. Like, basically. well, yeah, that book did go to shit though. I don't know if you read the last arc of that. It was so oh, bad. I was I struggled for a long time with it. Uh, I remember when a Chris Claremont and John Byrne came onto it to do yeah. an arc, and yeah. that wasn't good. Uh, I I hung on for a long time past its peak, if you know what I mean. Like, it was good for a long time. It was good for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had Morrison, uh, Wade, and Kelly was really good. And Johns did a run that tied in Identity Crisis, but any of the other stuff was like, yeah. I liked uh, Johns' one, The Crisis of Conscience and stuff. Yeah, that was really good. And it was kind of like a nice Batman Catwoman story. Yeah. What did you think of Syndicate Rules? Um, Could never really get through it. Yeah, I thought it was quite a tough read. Like, yeah, that's music, right? Yeah, that's kind of my experience with music in general. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've, 
he's a big name um, and he's got some good stuff, but I don't, I don't find him as consistent. I, I certainly didn't like that storyline, and I love the Crime Syndicate, you know? Um, yeah, I love them too. Um, and I've actually been wanting to get into his stuff because they're re-releasing Astro City. Sure. And I just, I don't know, just something about he, it. He's a pretty good like writer. All... His, his Conan's yeah. excellent. Um, I've, I've definitely yeah. read some very good uh, Kurt Busiek stuff, but um, yeah, that, that JLA wasn't fantastic. I, I yeah. And then they picked him to do JLA Avengers, yeah. um, even though he probably has done the best Avengers run before, like, uh, like I don't know, have you read his Avengers? Uh, we've done on the show here, Avengers Forever, I think. Okay, yeah. Well, he also had the other, the main book um, he was doing with George Perez, and it's pretty well regarded Avengers run. But I never thought his JLA run was like special enough for him not to have like a co-writer, like a DC writer. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think. My, look, I mean, if his JLA run was Syndicate Rules, for for me that was for completionists, guys who were just hooked in. You look, it was you know interesting ideas, but I just didn't think too much of it at the time. The problem yeah, was as well, it was. It was coming in the footsteps of Morrison and Wade and, and even Kelly, who mm-hmm. I think put him in the shade, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I don't think JLA really picked up again until Brad Meltzer did it. I thought it was pretty good. And then yeah. the book went to kind of shit for a long time after that. Dude, I will tell you this. I Between Morrison and all the way up to Meltzer and beyond, I rarely missed an issue. And, and, I, and a lot of lows as it went on, you know? It got to a point where I was like, why am I reading this? You know, there was. It got to a point where the JLA suddenly was all C listers again, pretty much. Dude, like I'll be honest with you. To me, you can have a C list JLA, just do good stories. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that when they did C listers that time, it wasn't good. But I mean, look at when they did the C listers during JLI, and it was great. Yeah, I know, so but it's the, really the problem just is shitty it, writing. Yeah, no, you're right. Of course, you're right. But the big thing was, which Morrison brought in, was he brought back the Big Seven. You know. And I just don't think that works anymore since Morrison. Like, I don't know. Why not? Like, that's what people want. Because nobody does it well. I mean, Johns did it okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Even then, like, I don't know. I just, we haven't seen it done well since Morrison. It's well, it's almost like, um, how can I say? I, I think that the problem now is if you have all those people, they're like, it's an event. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. got to be event comics, and I'm sometimes I'm like, yeah, but like, you, you, like for example, Snyder just completely fumbled the ball. You know? Oh, dude, and his run was one long event. Yeah, it was, but Book it wasn't ended good. Ended by two events. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't good. That's the problem. No, um, it wasn't fucking good. Yeah, I don't know. You, but that's the temptation I think that the writers have now. They're like, if I have all these characters, I've got to do this huge big event, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, you get your point. Yeah, yeah, you could do like you could do, not smaller, but just self-contained storylines. But the yeah, you know. yeah, I see what you're saying because Morrison he did like big stories like yeah. the Starro would invade, or yeah. he had like World War Three. But yet they still like were, I don't know, they're just, I guess they were big in scope, but they didn't feel like the the Snyder stuff. And they know? weren't what they they weren't line wide, you know? Yeah. So he, yeah, no, yeah. There was never any other book he had to buy, right? Yeah, except for DC One Million, I guess. But yeah, DC One Million was an example. But in general, like Rock of Ages, you could you could buy the six oh, issues, and that's the best one. It's fantastic. But even the even the one that finishes it off is also very good. Like my point is, 
that's the temptation, though, I think, with these mm-hmm. writers. When they get all these characters, they're like, well, we've got to do a line-wide. We've got to make a line-wide. And I'm like, you're robbing the book of its own power because you're making the book feel supplemental as opposed to you buy the book for this great story. Like, that that's, that's where I think they lose it. Like, the allure of having the big seven in a comic book is that's the point. Like, you're going to read it and have something. But if you read it and it's like, oh, well, it's part two of a 17-part or line-wide event, you're like, oh, this just is, it's almost filler now. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, actually, did you see the news lately? They're going to kill off the Justice League. Actually, that's a good point, and we're going to bring that up on the show tonight, but let's discuss it now. So, issue 75, and I wrote, thanks, Bendis, and someone said, I think Connor said, it's it's Williamson. I said, yeah, but it was Bendis who dragged the JLA into the gutter. You know? Oh, yeah, his run was terrible. Terrible, terrible. Um... So they're killing off, supposedly, JLA in 75. Um, there's an image with all the coffins. Um, and, of course, it was Superman in 75 where Superman died and Williamson said he, they won't be back in three months. To me, this is just proof that DC have lost the plot. They've ruined their franchise. Uh, and it's desperate. It's very desperate. I'm going to agree with you, but also disagree in the sense that at this point, like... If it's something that gives them a punch in the arm and like yeah. helps them figure stuff out, because I'll be honest, like let's think about all the great Bruce Wayne stories we've read, and it's... then think about all the Bruce, great Bruce Wayne stories you've read in the last five years. So maybe it's time to like just rest them for a little bit, or at least get this current crop away from them because. They're not doing good stories with them, so I don't know. But are they really? They're not going to really kill Batman, are they? They said that there's going to be like eight Justice Leaguers and all of them but one will die. Right. But what? So they're actually going to kill... I thought they were killing the group. What? No, they're killing the characters, I think. What? Like, they gonna, are they going to kill Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman? Actually kill them? Apparently. I'm not oh, happy. Wow. I mean, oh, fucking hell. Like, <laughs> not ha- I thought they were killing the group like they were breaking up the Beatles kind of thing. You know? Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, they're going to die in battle, apparently. What? Uh, well, what does this mean for Batman comics and Superman comics? That's a good question. That's the same, Well, that's the thing, yeah. is that they have that the black Batman. I don't know if that's going to be the oh, guy Jesus now. Christ. Like, you know, yeah, the Batman we don't want. Sure. He's going to fill in? No. I'm not Maybe, happy. I don't know. Well, or maybe he'll be the one that lives, or maybe it'll be Nightwing as Batman now. Like, maybe Nightwing won't dress as Batman, but he'll be the Batman role, you know? I don't know. Uh, so here it says, the e-, the e Entertainment Weekly announcement lists the affected team members as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Jon Stewart, Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Black Canary, and Zatanna. Jesus. And that all of them but one will die. Do you think there's any chance they'll go to, like, an alternate reality and we'll have their adventures in an alternate reality or something? I'm just kind of like, why would you take all those guys off the board at once? It does say something here about, uh, it seems likely that, okay, it says it describes them battling in a dead multiverse. It seems likely that refers to Multiverse 2, otherwise known as the pre-crisis on Infinite Earths DC Universe, which was destroyed and replaced back in... I don't know. There was a thing recently where Barry Allen showed up on this other Earth, and it was like basically DC circa 1985. So maybe like we could just start telling Batman and Superman stories circa 1985 again. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. 
Cool, because look at um, <laughs> the world's finest book that Mark yeah. Wade's doing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Look, uh, look. I want to go on the record. I don't think the idea of breaking up the band is. I, I think that's okay because I think Just League is going through a low patch comic wise, and I get it. You need to pull the pieces apart to put them back together. I do think it the it would be a mistake from DC who are struggling anyway that to kill off all those main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, put them in a different storyline. Sure, I'm I'm down for that. Like if we were if we if they were telling Batman stories and Superman stories from the '80s, like set in the '80s, but with today's you know like quality, um, I'd be down for that. Like, but as always, though, it's very confusing and vague the details. But this is where get someone on who is supposedly running DC and making these decisions and get them to answer some fucking questions. You know, where's the journalism? Seriously. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just like they need to fix it somehow. They need to fix what's happening because um, it's just it's just lifeless across the board for the most part. Like, take it back. Here's my idea: take it back to the Bronze Age, eighty-five. That's too late. Let's go back to seventy-five. <laughs> mm, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun in the Bronze Age. I, uh, I'd, I'd be out. I'm out. You'd be out. Are you kidding? I wouldn't really be out, but I'd be like... Uh, well, you'd have your know. Legion, Bronze Age Legion, have your Bronze Age Soups, your Bronze Age Batman. I'd be loving it. I'd be happy. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd be okay with like restoring those status quos so long as the storytelling is still kind of modern. You know? Superman could be working at Galaxy Broadcasting again. You know, Batman, yeah, Batman could that. be in the penthouse apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I don't know. Do that. Yeah. Do that for a year or two. Yeah, I, I, suddenly I'm excited. But don't kill them off for fucking a year or something, because that is so stupid. I, I don't think they'll do that, though, man. They they know the power of these characters is is their marketing power. Like, so they may put them in, into an alternate thing or something, and that might be a good, a good idea. Because right now, as you say, it is lifeless and dead, basically. Yeah, I mean, the thing that does interest me is, like, uh, there's this cover by Dan Jurgens. And it's probably just a variant cover that doesn't mean anything, but the people in the crowd are like, you know, there's Kyle Rayner, there's Hal Jordan, there's Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, uh, Black Lightning, Nightwing, Batwoman. Like, to me, like, I'd be excited to have those characters be able to do something. Um, well, I don't know. Here's, here's, here's what you could do. Yeah, I get those characters are all cool. You could have them kind of, if not just like in name, be, be like a Super Friends kind of style team. And mm-hmm. then in the solo books of the big characters like Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, whoever, you could be doing these alternate storylines. It could be their way of trying to declutter, you know? Yeah, I would like that, yeah. You could just do it in like a different continuity. But yeah, yeah why not? it kind of makes sense at this point. Um, but yeah, if you think about it, I guess... They've kind of already shuffled Clark Kent off the board. They've kind of gotten rid of Arthur Curry for a while. Um, no one cares about Arthur Curry, man. Like, seriously. I do. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry Allen, you know, he's he's kind of gone, and Wally West has taken over. So it's the only one that really baffles me is Bruce Wayne. Like The only thing that baffles me is that I've never heard anyone defend Arthur Curry before in my life. Dude, you've come out read the shots. Jeff Johns Aquaman oh, run. I Jesus. told you before, and you picked the stupid <laughs> time, time and tide, and I never hear the end of it. <laughs> Um, but this this Jeff Johns Aquaman, you could read the 25 issues in an evening, yeah. and it's amazing. 
be a pretty long evening of Aquaman. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of killing Bruce Wayne, um, but putting him in an alternate reality uh, is okay. And Superman, but but who's asking the questions? Like who? Like at a certain point, when is this coming out? And let's get some fucking answers. Because I know they want everyone to go and buy um, Just League 75. But my question is, what's happening with Batman? Are you going to be rebooting Batman? Because we know Williamson is coming on to Batman. So I'm, I, I feel confident we'll be getting Batman, Bruce Wayne well, in some form. You know, they also have been doing a lot with Flashpoint Batman lately. And they even have a Flashpoint, Flashpoint Beyond story. So maybe it'll be Thomas Wayne Batman. I need to, you know what I need to know. I need to get a lot more, a lot more involved, and and maybe I'm the one who needs to ask Williamson these questions. Am I right in saying Williamson's run has just started on Batman? I think he, he's done like one issue so far or something. Yeah, I always kind of felt like it was going to just be a placeholder run, and yeah, but uh, he's doing just Justice League seventy five as well. And how um, close are we to Justice League seventy five? Uh, they just released the solicits today, so probably three months. Right. Well. We need to get some answers here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just searching on Comicsology to try to get some answers here about Batman, because yeah. you know, like, do you notice? At first, I was like, yeah, sounds like great idea, break the band up. But then you told me that what they're actually killing him, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah, now suddenly not happy. I'm trying to find the Batman issue. Like, what number is the Batman issue that Williamson has taken over? Is it Batman one nineteen? Oh no, it, it would must be around there. It must be Batman because this is part two, so it must be Batman one eighteen, right? Okay, which is which is um, uh, you know what I, I I need to I need to work out what's going on, and um, he has been teasing all that stuff with um, the, you you remember the generations lost stuff like apparently he mentioned a lot of that he was saying that they'd been playing around with all the infant frontier stuff and everything, um, so yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it, to me, it all seemed very sort of like lightweight, you know. Uh, I guess I don't remember it. Batman one eighteen is a start of Williamson's run. Okay. So we'll, we will see what happens as we go along, but that is interesting. Now, what are you giving this Mark Wade uh, collection out of ten? Uh, I would give it. I'm honestly gonna maybe surprise you, but give you like a nine because right. I really like it, and I just. I think it's a really good one if you want somebody to like become familiar with the Legion, hand them that trade, uh, yeah. and they're all set. I think it's very good. These six issues I'm giving 7.5 out of 10. I very much enjoyed them. I think they build. I got to the end of the six. I felt like reading more. That's always a good sign, you know? Um, For sure, yeah. Th- there's nothing There's nothing to not like. I mean, they're, they're genuinely... It's it's good comic books and, and good storytelling, so... 7.5 from me. Now, we are also... Oh, you know, sorry. One last thing I wanted to mention was um, that they do in the year is every now and then they'll do a letters page. Yes. Where they illustrate it like a comic book, which... That was cool. I, I just absolutely loved that as a, as a kid. I was like, this is so cool. Um, so, yeah, that's something else that I thought was really neat. They do it four or five different times. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's really good. And um, I, I thought it really added to the, to, to the flavor of the comic. Now... Then we had a um, a uh, Christmas issue with the Legion and Superboy, which um, now it was in a greater part of Christmas special. We're only doing the Legion aspect of it. Um, I was a bit confused by the ending. So basically, to set it up, they go to this planet 
which is dying because Superboy wants to find the star of Bethlehem, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. And they go out on this wild goose chase and they find a planet, but the planet's freezing and all the races are dying. Um, and Superman's kind of wants an old-fashioned Christmas. That's what he was saying. He wants some tinsel and stuff. Um, and then... What does he do? He, does he save... How can he possibly save all the races in that cave? Or does he just save a few people? Uh, so basically, I mean... Um, I mean, I think he saves all of that race. But the whole thing is, right, they keep fixing the race's problems with their superpowers. Yeah. But then it's kind of a circular thing where if the three of them would just work together, that they could, you know, overcome all of their obstacles by working with each other, right? Am I the only one? I mean, I hate to be the voice of doom. The planet is freezing into an ice age. Just punching a hole in a mountain and sticking them there with a fire is not really a long-term solution. Well, they say that they um, should be able to hang until the United Plains can arrange a safe evacuation. Oh, I thought they were doing it. Yeah. I See, I missed that because I thought they were doing it. I read this very late last night. I thought that was like, what, that's Superman's solution forever? And <laughs> yeah. and I, I had this weird moment where I, I actually thought it was like a downer ending, but they were being upbeat. I was like, was this a really hardcore ending? And they're just kind of putting a cherry on top <laughs> and saying, yeah, it's all good. I get it. Yeah. So they're arranging. So okay. So it's a temporary fix till the you know, planets come. And yeah, exactly. Go. I did want to uh, shout out too. This artwork is by Jose Luis or Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, which artist. is just really phenomenal. I would love to have seen him do a run on the book. Yeah, fantastic artist, man. I mean, really, uh, one of those guys who just never lets the team down. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this storyline. I mean, in classic style, I misunderstood the ending. Um, I'm glad you're here to explain that for me because I was, all right. I, I was really, line. I was really going, man. Is this just like a really downbeat ending and like everyone's gonna die and and but the Legion are just like, <laughs> okay, see ya. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, but it was kind of funny, like, let's find the Star of Bethlehem. It was, like, so specific as well, like, the way that they went out to, to find it. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing that I was missing was Crypto. I thought Crypto could have made the journey. Um, he would have yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. He would have enjoyed it, you know, like, running around on the planet and stuff. Um, yeah, for Christmas, too. Uh, one piece of trivia is that this is the one that reveals that Colossal Boy is Jewish, which to uh, the first Jewish superheroes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's Jewish. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought this was a charming little issue. I'm giving it 8 out of 10 as a little one-shot. Yeah, I'd give it an 8 as well. It's actually the first time I read it, I think, um, but had a lot of fun with it. Mm. Um, I also wanted to point out um, this issue, the original printing of it can be kind of hard to track down uh, because the it's the same issue where the first Frank Miller-drawn Batman story appears. Right. So that makes it kind of like, you know, Batman fans are after it. So as oh. a Legion fan, you might have to pay a little extra. Pay a little through the nose for it. But um, that's interesting. And yeah, no, it was it was, it was good fun. And um, 8 out of 10. What did you give it out of 10? I give it an 8 as well. Okay, cool. Um, that actually wraps us up for the, you know, actual content, I think, of the show this week. And um well, we've covered a lot of territory. I want to say thank you to the Legionnaires who support the show. Um, look, if you can spare it, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. 
Um, basically, it's much appreciated if you can back the show. We also have a show sponsor now, the Signal Doom Network, Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and type in Signal, you can get 20% off um, to get the Lawnmower 4.0 uh, shaver. Um, yeah, 20% off on free shipping worldwide uh, by using the Signal code at manscaped.com. So I would say those two things are essential. So back the Patreon. It all goes towards show running costs and... Buy yourself a, a shaver. Why not? Don't you think, Adam? Yeah. Everybody's got to shave. Everyone's got to shave, man. That's right. Upstairs and downstairs. It's all got to happen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite legionnaire before we go out of all of them? Probably Cosmic Boy. Yeah. I'm starting to become really fond of Dream Girl, though. Well, for me, is Superboy allowed to be an answer? Because he's my answer in crypto. Oh, God, fuck. But my no. second qu- second answer, because I knew you would disallow Superboy, is Dream Girl. Okay. Yeah. Why why are you I not allowed to have Superboy? There. Why why is Superboy so off limits as a favorite legionnaire? It's just such a lame pick, you know. It's just <laughs> boring. <laughs> I knew you'd hate it. No, but excluding Superboy and Crypto, um, it is Dream Girl. Uh, I'm also quite fond yeah, of yeah. Timberwolf, um, as well. I like Saturn Girl as well. Um. But I, I like Timberwolves. Yeah, um, those are good picks. Uh, you know, I've always been a Matter Eater Lad fan and a Polar Boy fan too. Ultra Boy, really cool. I like how he is powers. cool. I like Ultra yeah. Boy a lot too. Uh, there's actually, as we do it, there's a lot of Legionnaires I like. A lot more that I like than dislike. Like dislike is like Gold Lantern, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's really not any that I dislike except maybe like I don't like this version of that character. Yes. Or, you know, some of the ones that are kind of oddball ones I don't really love. Uh, well, actually, while I mentioned Mad Reader Lad, I just remembered in episode four of Peacemaker, he mentions Mad Reader Lad. Um, awesome. And how he hung out with him one time and he ate an entire Burger King or something. I um, have so watched the first three episodes. Batmite gets a mention in Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. That was cool. I um, like that he's doing those kind of references. It would be cool yeah. if he had some oddball characters show up. It would be great if Batmite showed up, you know. Um, yeah. Be awesome. Sure. Um, what was going to say? So next next time we do Legion, uh, our post, um, we're always open for listeners to give us any ideas for stuff you want to cover. Um, yeah, and and yourself, Adam. Like we we'll put our brains together. We'll come up with something. But seriously, if listeners have some period in Legion history, and we don't care when that you that you'd like us to cover, you know, give us a shout out on the page. Uh, we'll slot into the schedule. But as always, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much, and good night. That was good stuff, man. We we, we put together a punchy couple of hours there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh...